an addition of the Sim in the Pylon. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Corey, your beloved Pylon. And I, Sam, the one and only Civ. Like I was a wild goalie. Oh. oh. Oh, nothing like those goalies in Alberta, though. That's true. Oh, hot that's true. Dang. Nothing like them. Well, that's because both, of, none of those teams, neither of those teams, have a goalie. You know, it's true. Um, we could talk about this after we talk about the Wild, but like, also, dude, it's just so clear that Colorado and whoever is gonna be in the Stanley Cup. Like, I don't know. I think the East is a little bit more interesting as it usually is. I mean, I don't know. It was a hell of a game from the Blues last night. They won. I won money on it. You won money on the Blues. I bet on a on a parlay because if you bet on Colorado, they didn't pay out anything yeah. for a two. Okay, parlay, you understand like, my. I paid forty cents. You understand my fall now. <laughs> well, yeah, but I bet to win. I don't bet the fucking spread. I won fourteen bucks on a two dollar uh, bet. Yeah, god damn it. Tampa Bay and the Blues. Can't wait to have income again so I can start betting on sports regularly. Well, what happens for me is I I lose it all and then I hit like one or two. Like super, I, I place like a lot of shitty bets that pay out mm-hmm. well, and one of them hits, and then I'm back in the game, baby. Yeah. I also won uh, a total of three dollars on two dollars bet on uh, shots from Cairo and Ryan O'Reilly. Those player, um, yeah, I've, player, player props. props are fun. Yeah, they're tight. They're chill. The totes chill. Hell yeah. Um. I didn't. I yeah. How are um, you? Oh, what's 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 new? Corey's getting a new job. New job. I uh, got a new job. Um, uh, I'm gonna be We're without children. Without children. Um, I <laughs> fucking a. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, and hopefully I'll be making more money. I'm be working hybrid. Which I'm low-key a little worried about, because I would walk, like, three miles a day at the school. Like, minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And now... No, it's nice, too. I'm going to get in my pajamas again and not want to go outside for a week. Do you never have to be on a screen? I'm on screens all day, baby. I do IT, dog. I know, but, like, do people ever have to look at you? I don't know what the culture is like, like, but... Do you have Zoom calls? At my old job, we would be on a meeting, and... But nobody would have the video nobody on? Nobody would have the video on. I think that's kind of a standard I now. think it kind of rules. I think a lot of, like... Yeah. I don't know, like, where it's coming from, but there is this, like, movement on LinkedIn that's just, like, you should have your video on to enhance company culture. And it's just, like, you know, what if we work at a co- company where we don't give a fuck about the culture and we just do our fucking shit for six to eight hours yeah. a day and we don't think about any of you motherfuckers how about that yeah i think that's <laughs> totally legit especially you know um none of these jobs pay you enough you know so fuck them i will say for me like i'm taking an asynchronous class this summer it hasn't started yet but it's like all online mm-hmm. and in a perfect world i would actually prefer it be if it's going to be online i would prefer it be in a zoom setting and i would keep my video on just because i feel like it would force me to engage a little bit and that's me and not everybody and I recognize that but I do think there's something about like physical interaction that that drops out when you don't at all like have to 
you know, yeah. like when everybody's just like a voice in the world. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like I, um, when I did my boot camp, it was all Zoom, and like when we did, we had like homework and shit, but it was like doing like virtual labs. Um, I don't yeah. know how it's gonna be set up, and I don't know what class you're taking, but like when we were doing like our homework or whatever, the dude who was running the shit would like hop on and like screen view and then like walk us through. So like there, yeah. there's possibility for like a little like engagement in that way. And honestly, like this one is not scheduled, which is fucking stupid. It's also public speaking, which is a horrible class to have on it. It harkens the days of me almost failing online gym. Okay, I feel you, but also as, like, an extroverted introvert, that seems like a really just fucking breeze dream class for me, so what you're probably going to do is just, like... I mean, I think it'll be chill. Like I think I'll do okay. ...video yeah. and then post your speech, and then nobody's going to watch anybody's speeches, and if you just do the work, you're going to get a good grade. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know if there was that homeschooled kid in it, the one that I hate, I would watch the videos but i doubt that she's in it wait what you know i there's that it's a child i hate a child she's 16 but she's she was in my english class my writing class and boy is she the worst i've never you didn't tell me about her i sure did she took all the contrarian stances she wrote for her op-ed she wrote that she thought college shouldn't be free because it would destroy the exclusivity of academia wow what a fucking asshole which is like an all-time bad take she's 16 you know it's it's hopefully there's time for her although i went to mctc when i was 17 and i knew i was 17 and around grown-ups and so i shut the fuck up in my classes i tell you that much god damn i wonder dude what a silver spoon motherfucker to say Education. I actually think that she's not, but I. But yes, that's certainly the energy that gets put out. She's just stupid, is the issue. Uh, I think, you know, that's, that's, Dude, I almost got diet dew all over my setup, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we talk about the wild, I want to spend a little time talking about successful things in my. I life. would love to hear these things. Something positive. You know? I think it's funny I um, learn about these things only in the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, in some ways I feel like we have this this period of time where we talk. It hasn't been every week lately. But historically, every week, you know, we end up talking for between setting up recording and recording. We're on here for an hour, hour and a half, you know. And that's as much as I, like, directly talk to anybody that I don't live with or, like, the wolf household in life. So I do, you know, I feel like okay. this is kind of okay, our little, our little I'm catch at, up. I'm, you know what I'm saying? feel better. You yeah. did? Thank you. Yeah. You feel? Uh-huh. I used to be, I'm anxious, <laughs> so I just worry. I was like, shit, did I say something to Sam? What's up? No, not a Cory. <laughs> not a Cory ever. Um, found some ramps and made a really, ramps and watercress and made a really tasty, uh, pesto nice a nut-free pesto and finding ramps was very exciting it felt very successful um i successfully navigated a not great mushroom trip without fully freaking out wait just laid down for a little gave myself a little xanax (laughs) um you're not talking about hunting morels are you no 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 i'm gonna get into that next i'm talking about psilocybin oh when hazel and i went camping when oh so you you y'all were camping and took some mushrooms what time I of day did, did you yeah, um, peak? 
early, uh, early, maybe like 4 p.m. And oh. it was just like one of those, I think what happens is, you know, I'm not very good at smoking pot anymore, but we were at that, that, that outdoor party and people were smoking the pot. So I think I got too high, like as the mushrooms were peaking. And I think it just like spiraled into, cause I didn't eat that many. I don't eat mushrooms like yeah. that. You know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a micro dose. Um, yeah. Mike, you know, uh, that's that's my life these days. But um, I think, I think the MPG got in my system. And uh, anyways, successful, successful all around. I took a nap. I laid down and was unable to sleep. And I rallied at one a.m. and sat around the fire for a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then, after literally years of no luck hunting for mushrooms, you know, many years ago I went with Stacy and Arthur. To, to Crosby, I can say it because everybody knows that there's like four morels there, and that's all you'll ever find because everybody hunts for it every single day when you go there. Uh, but years ago, maybe seven years ago, I went with Stacy and Arthur, and we probably found like two, three pounds of mushrooms of morels. Holy shit! It was like, yeah, it was like a come up, you know. I like gave them out to people and had two meals and fucking, it was awesome. Um, and I've been back literally at least once, if not six times, every year since, and have found most years none, and at most two on other years. Oh. Uh, but, but you know, on, I don't know if it was Tuesday. I don't know if it was Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday, <laughs> Daddy Sam went on out. He got eight morels. Oh, my God. Which is not a lot of morels, but it did mean that I got to find two different little baby patches. And that was enough. Nice. To keep the dream alive. Congrats, dude. Hell yeah, that rules. So now I'll be able to go another four years without getting anything <laughs> before I start to panic again. Dude, there's got to be a, a... Like, I don't know. There's got to be a different spot that's not as, like... I think you have to go to, like, southern Minnesota or even... You know, Kel and I are going to try and go somewhere tomorrow. Maybe we'll go to Afton or something. Just, like, a slightly less accessible spot. Not that there's not tons of people at Afton, and I'm sure that it gets ran through there, too, but Crosby's, like, in the city, yeah. you know? It's like, if you have a car, or even if you don't have a car, and you live in St. Paul, and you're like, I'd like to spend some nice time in the woods, that's, like, where you Yeah, go. that was my favorite love park to fuck off in when I was getting paid by the it's city last year. It's a beautiful park. It's a wonderful park. I think it's, like, the greatest place. And, and again, like, Morale hunting is great because it doesn't. It's fine. You like go into the woods and walk around. So even if you don't find those overrated but very pretty little little guys, you're having a good time. But yeah, yeah I digress. That's the end of my successes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, my sister got married and that was a success. Corey looked really handsome. I know. I look. I got the cop haircut. Um, don't call it I know but it's like what I feel anytime I go to it was a little long for a cop quite frankly oh well that's good Um, they're all skinheads these days I like fucking long dirtbag hair and I had a mullet for the longest time and like I'm used to it like being able to shake it out and everything and now I just do that and my neck hurts because there's no weight back there anymore um yeah. But anyways, yeah, I know that was beautiful and fun, but not as... Corey looked really nice in his suit. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking Good. rented one. It was nice. Yeah, no, it was a great time. That was my success. And then um, I drove up the 
Thursday night in a fucking tornado, and my car's having uh, issues, so I took my sister's Chevy Cruze. Um, Sammy, I think you could probably deadlift that motherfucker. It's so light. Yeah, it's a little guy. Um, And it was just terrifying, and I wanted to get up there so I could watch the second half of the wild game, but I was only there to watch them play abysmally in the third, and I think... If I had watched the whole game, I would have been more upset, but goddamn. I turned off game six, actually. It was a pretty, you know, it was just like, uh, they really collapsed all around those last, um, game four, they should have, I think, won. I actually heard, uh, Bill Guerin, he yelled at Dan Barrero a little, so I was Wait, willing what? to listen to a replay of the fan. He just got pissed being interviewed by Dan Barrero, and you could tell that he was like, he was like, quit referencing these you know, sources that don't exist. He stood up for Matt Dumba quite a bit. Good. Although, I think Dumba's still on his way out. I don't out. think so. Um, you don't think so? Uh, I, I don't. Time will tell. What? You want to make a bet? You want to make no, a bet? No, I want to give my piece. I think there's reason why like you keep him. I think there is, too. I think he... If, if you don't mind, I'd, you know... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think... Run it up. His contract expires at the end of next year. Yep. Renegotiate an extension that's team friendly. Yep. Yep. Um, this year, I mean, y- there's no real way to like keep everyone. And I think, look, you need a goalie. If you're gonna keep Fiala, you're gonna need to move more than just Dumba. You're gonna, and I don't want to use Dumba as an example. Let's use the cap. You're gonna need more than like one cap hit of six or better gone is what I think and I think you have term that you consider and I think the fact that Jumba's contract ending and he can negotiate an extension at at the start of the season I don't see the reason to trade him really I think you do consider Brodeen and like I know this is super armchair and I don't think it'll actually happen but like I don't I, I, I think the thought of trading Spurgeon also crosses your mind um, if you're going to keep Fiala if you're keeping Fiala honestly I think his hand is tied um, I think Fiala was absolutely absent in the postseason and Definitely. I think you I think you move him instead I mean I think you get prospects I, like I, I, I don't I honestly do not believe it's logical to trade Dumba because I think he's he'll, he'll I think he'll stay for cheap man I really do yeah. Can I retort just I would quick? love to hear I, it, yes. I, I think you make a lot of totally legitimate points. Um, I, I have to say, your whole... I, I don't know why you don't listen to me. <laughs> because, because you cannot trade Jonas Brodeen. He has a no-move contract. Jared Spurgeon has a no-move contract. Alex Goligoski has a no-move contract. Even Dmitry Kulikov, who I think probably would, I think if, if they're trying to keep... Dumba and Fiala, which I actually think is vaguely possible. I looked at Cap Friendly. You end up signing a couple of nobodies or, you know, bringing kids up. It's it's vaguely possible. Uh, but there's just, it's I, I like your little Brodeen joke, but it's it's literally not possible. No move starts um, beginning of this season, next season, 22-23, I think. Pretty sure. No, it does not. I'm looking at it right when now. When does it start? He signed. He signed. It's. St- it's. Uh, it started this year. Fucker. Really? Is it ten team yeah. or full? Yes. 
It's a no move clause. Ten team or full? Full. full? No, that's those would be a modified. That's an that's an modified no trade clause. It is a full no move clause, just like, just like Spurgeon or yeah Spurgeon. Why the fuck does Alex Oligoski get? I think that that was a mistake signing him, but that's a whole other. Um, I I don't think that you're entirely wrong. My I mean, you could always I'd love be to like, see yo, a future wave. Can you give me a five team list? And even then, the pr- the the process. Brodine's not gonna do that. This is the only place that there's fucking Swedish people in America. Yeah, that's true. Brodine loves it here, and people love Brodine. And I actually think for six million, uh, right now, Brodine's a better defenseman than Matt Dumba. I like Matt Dumba a lot, and I think when he resigns, and he's and he's younger too. He's 27. You know, he's got plenty of plenty of legs under him if he doesn't completely burn out. And I. I could totally see him signing for four million, and I think at four, four and a half, like that's a hell of a defenseman. And that's what Garen said. Four, you know, he said, "Listen, you, Matt, I'm sorry, go ahead." He said, "Matt Dumba's a, a a really good defenseman. I like him. I like having him on my his on the team." He said, "You have no idea what it's like to play through that kind of injury. You have, yeah. you know." Um, so I I don't think you're wrong, and I think that all of those things will be taken into account. Uh, I think it's still entirely possible that Matt Dumbo gets traded and we keep Fiala. I think so too. Um, I just Garen did say in like a slightly optimistic realm. You know, he talked about that this is really a, despite some of these guys having been here for a while, this is essentially a brand new locker room. Yeah. You know, um, and he said it. It takes. You know, he said. Yeah, there were points in the season where they played great together, although also that, you know, it's the regular season and the postseason are different things. He said all of the captains, everybody who wears a letter has never worn a letter before. You know, yep. he he said, I think we're a really good team. I think that we have a really bright future. This is just, you know, these are the, the growing pains. Uh, yeah. Somebody's getting moved or somebody's, you know, something's going to happen. I think Kulikov maybe will end up getting moved because we did sign Gali, and so I don't know. What you do? <laughs> Cooley's only signed through next season for two and a quarter, but still, you know, fuck? every dollar's gonna count. Dude, AG's gonna be thirty-eight when he is contract retired. Like when it, when his contract yeah. retires, when it uh, when yep. it expires. Yes, but it's is. just like I don't know what the fuck. It's just so yeah. It was weird the... for two more years. I mean, I understand why they did two more years because that's when we get out of particularly intense cap hell, right? So I get it, but um, but I agree. I think it was a weird it was a weird sign to me, and you know, then I get that maybe you didn't know that Middleton was going to work out, but now signing Middleton, if that's what you decide that you want to do, is much more difficult. You know, it's it's, uh, it's a tricky dicky. It is a tricky dicky. Um, it's a tricky I, I, While we're on the subject, um, folks talk about um, Kalen Addison as a replacement. Yeah. He's too small. And I, I don't know. I think he's I have an opposite take on you this. Alright, let me hear it. Yeah. Well, I think, first off, people said Jared Spurgeon's too small, right? And he is too small. But he is now, at age 32, still fast, capable, He's probably signed a year or two long, but it's not the end of the world. Defensemen, I think really good to great defensemen play well easily until they're 35 or 36. He's somehow never had his size be overly detrimental on his play or, like, health levels. Like, he's been injured, but not 
more than anything else. So I think the too small thing is, is kind of dinosaur hockey thought. Um, and I also think, you know, Kalen Addison's 22. Sure. And I think that we're going to regret, I think if we let him go in three years, everybody's, it's going to be like Alex Tuck. Everybody's going to fucking laugh at us. You know, like I think 22 year old defensemen are a little bit like 22 year old goalies. You just like really don't yeah. know. They need, they need, they need two or three more years to turn into whatever they are with the exceptions of like a Kale McCarr who's like, you know, I don't know, a generational talent. And so it doesn't really fall into the same category, yeah. but I think Kalen Addison will be a offensive defenseman of notable worth in two or three years. And I think one of the upsides of, of, cap difficulties and even that we saw like this year like as you find out that these guys are worth a damn like John Merrill at 30 years old had probably his best season in the NHL yep. I and mean, he's been in an NHL mm-hmm. right like he didn't come completely out of nowhere but he was substantially better he was playing on a minimum contract this year you know he he got a, a reasonable raise and I think like that's a real value contract for us at 1.2 yep. million until he's until he's 33, what a perfect fucking bottom pairing defenseman, you know, stalwart. Um, you saw guys like, like Duhame didn't score like anybody hoped he would or anything else, but you know, he's 24 and he came in and he played a, an admirable fourth line role, mm-hmm. which you had to have happen. Um, even I think Connor Dewar is, is motherfucking can skate dude. I like Connor Dewar a lot too. and he's 22. So, you know, I mean, I think when you're talking Maybe about... Maybe he's the next Kevin Fiala kids, if we move in. He is not. <laughs> he does not have those hands. But, but I think he's willing and he can skate and he and, and he, he makes things happen. And you can tell that, like, you know, in two more years when he's more used to playing with grown men, like, those opportunities are going to start to open up for him. Yeah. Like, I think he is going to... I don't think he's ever going to score 85 points. I hope he does. But I, I, I think, you know, I think 40-point, 50-point season's totally in the cards. Or possibly in the sure. cards. Sure. Um, can I want to talk about just like how disappointing like the play against the Blues was? Um, yeah. If you know, like what I noticed and what I took away was the Blues weren't afraid to like throw two dudes in front of the net and just put the puck on goal and crash. Yeah. Like. I don't know what the fuck it was, but we were trying to do these cross, like, the slot passes and, like, be really cute yep. with the puck. Like, it worked in the pre, like, in the we regular season, but, like, dude, we just got stomped on. It was just so yep. bad. Like, I don't know. I think against the Blues, it's tricky. And I think that, I think you're right. I think that we stopped playing gritty hockey. I think that in the Wilds, like, subconscious, there's this idea that because the Blues are a gritty team, you shouldn't try and outgrit them. You should try and like outskill them, which which you know did work in a couple games, right? Like, and I and I and I don't think it's completely without bearing or validity. But I, I think you're right. Like they just like when they got more stressed, they'd get more fancy, and it was like it's fucking stupid. I honestly, I, there was two bright spots on the Minnesota Wild, and literally only two. And I think um, they were Kaprizov. I think that you know whatever qualms people had with his performance last year in the playoffs and there were some valid ones although that team was substantially less skilled and so Vegas was really able to focus purely on Mm -hmm. Uh, 
you can't you can't uh, you can't say anything bad about seven goals in six no, games. You, can't. you just can't. Um, he showed up. I mean, even in games when I wish he would have shown up more and would have you know put up three. I, I wish he would have carried the entire team. But even in you know two of those losses, he put goals in. Um, he had a hell of a series, and I actually thought uh, Big Bad Moose had a hell of a series. You know, he had these like. He had a couple of hits that were like so fucking beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he's so strong on the puck, and he did. He continued to grit while also being like, you know, in the mm-hmm. zone and and everything else. And he he really, you know, he continues to cement that idea that he's like more than he's a he's a power forward and a capable power forward. But he, I think he's a, a real goddamn leader too. You yeah. know, I think he goes out there. He was probably playing on half a body. You know. Um, I liked I liked his game and I like Caps and I really don't have much good to say about anybody else on the entire squad. Yeah, I mean I have a laundry list of things that like I really hated to watch and that were like, yep. um, you know, reoccurring and I just, just I don't know. I think like I already said Fiala. I think I don't goaltending too, man. Like just fuck, um, not putting. Flurry in for yeah. a home game. I feel like was fucking a strange move. Also, don't try the new goalie in the elimination <laughs> game. <laughs> that like, I mean, that's I just, just kind of rude, you know. Like, about that, but I'm like, yeah, I don't. You know, Talbot's wife bitched about it, and I actually like kind of have Talbot's back on this. I think like it's a weird fucking move. Try it out, you know. Like, I get that Flurry wasn't horrible in game uh, four. But he wasn't great, no. and I think if you're gonna try something out, you give you give Talbot or you give the team actually a chance to revert back to Flurry. If you think, oh fuck, Talbot let in five two, let's fucking yeah, let's run it back, let's keep shaking it up, whatever. You know, don't fucking put Talbot in in game six when the team's lost all of its fucking pizzazz. Yeah. you know, which is what happened. Game five and six, they were like, oh, we don't know what to do. I thought it was a a poor coaching. Move. Yeah, I also question uh evanson's decision to not shake up lines a little bit more too if like i don't know i feel like there are like a lot of periods where we just got completely shut down um and it's just like dude why not fucking mix it up a little bit yeah maybe or at least do more crazy shit on special teams or whatever i agree i mean i think in some ways like you can't we have two lines that are untouchable to some extent, right? I don't disagree with you, and maybe he should have shook those lines up, but Kaprizov's line is putting up points still. Yep. I do think Hartman's weaknesses as a number one center were evident against a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, although I, I, I still think that's a hard that's a hard line to shake up when it's the only one that's getting you any offensive out. But other than the grief line, which is also, I think, I think truly an untouchable line because it does exactly yep. what you want and you need all three of those big bodies against. I actually thought the grief, the grief line in, in general was okay. They didn't show no. up, you know, act didn't show up when I would have loved him to show up most, but he still had a pretty solid series and, um, and Greenway, I think, I think Greenway's for two and a half or whatever. I think he's a great hockey player. I'm really happy three. that, that we signed him to that extension. Three. three. Yeah. So. Dude. And okay. One last thing as I'm staring at Cap Friendly. Yeah. $14.7 million. In dead cat? Think about if that's 
like available cap. Yeah. Think about what the fuck yeah. we could do. Like even after. So now we're thinking of like, oh, so if we sign Fiala to like uh, seven point seven or whatever. Yeah. Shit, we yeah, still have get, seven left over. Left. Holy yeah. shit, dude, we'd be rolling like we seriously could have like two kill yeah, lines, grief, and then a checking line. Like fuck. But you don't regret that move. I don't regret No, absolutely not. I think it was necessary. Um, I mean, it was absolutely... And it wasn't Garen's fault. No. I honestly, I think it's a, a ballsy move, and I and I still stand by, you know, Garen should be in running for, for GM of the year this year because of that that very singular Absolutely. Move. And if you have Jason... I mean, gave us a new team. Jason Arnett came out, or somebody... I forget who the fuck it was. Yeah. yeah and it was yeah, yeah, like, yeah. dude, Bitching Suter about, sucked yeah. in the locker room. Always been a pro. And yep. you could kind of tell uh, that, like, Suter, Suter was not the Ryan Suter that was with us, dude. Like, he fucking sucks. And if you... There's a thread on The Athletic under a um, Dallas Stars ad article um, about... And it's... All the comments are just ripping apart Ryan Suter. Um, yeah. I have no qualms with him. I don't think it's, like, the bad move or whatever. It's just, like... I think, I, I, I think it's a good No, move. I, I think it's a great move, but, like, I think I, you I, just I, look yeah, at the 14.7 years. It's like, fuck, yeah. if we like, didn't oh, have... Hurts. If we didn't have the buyout and we had that as a uh, surplus, man. Yep, I I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's uh, it's tough. It's really tough. But uh, again, I think while I, I I'm with you, and I think it's totally worthy to bemoan not having almost fifteen million dollars extra because then you're like really looking at a different situation. I also think, well, shit, you know, that's like it, it really did make all the difference for us this Absolutely. year. Absolutely, we were actually fun to huge. watch. Well. Yeah, up until like I'm I'm sorry I was not stoked on how we played in the playoffs. Up until game four, um, yep. it kind of did look like the same old while though. That when we on like the games that we lost, like it was I don't know. I agree on the games that we lost. I I guess I will. I'm gonna double back and say the first three games, even though one of them was a loss, I thought for the first three games that we played good hockey. The first game, you know, losing whatever. I, I just I thought that it was a fine. We got shut out the first game, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but it was like two nothing. I thought it was four nothing, Sammy. Maybe it was four nothing, but two of them were empty netters or something. I thought that they played good hockey. I did. I thought that they, there was no question that it was like it was like one of those things where you're like, yeah, the first game they just couldn't get a fucking puck to go in. Yeah, but was, you know, we hit six six crossbars. There was that fucking kid stood on his fucking head before we blew him up in game two. You know, Bennington, I thought that that was... God I didn't man. think that that was bad hockey. No, that was Huso before he got blown oh, up. Huso in game yeah. one was the one who posted the shutout. And I, I watched that game and I thought, yeah, I wish that they'd won and at some point you need them to just win no matter what. But I don't think it was a bad hockey game from the Wild. I think that they did what they do yeah. and they looked okay doing it. And, you know... Um, I don't think game one was the issue. I thought the first three games, maybe we didn't look like Stanley Cup winners against Colorado, but I thought that we looked like the Wild and we played good. And then the, the last three games, we totally looked like the same old Wild, the same old fucking disappointing, mediocre-ass Minnesota story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think... Yeah. Should we acknowledge the rest of the NHL? Uh, yeah, I think I want to start with just acknowledging that um, 
Jake Ottinger is um, just an amazing goalie, and he's from Minnesota. Um, he faced 64 shots in his elimination game, and the poor fuck Dallas Stars could offer no support to him. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I watched that game, and that dude literally stood on his fucking head. Um, I hate the Stars, but it was just like as a hockey fan i couldn't acknowledge it you know what i mean it was just so amazing to watch yeah yeah i didn't watch it because that series bored me but uh but yeah i I think that's totally valid yeah and then the fucking uh battle of alberta i watched the first i was texting you and i was texting one of my old bosses who's a buddy of mine and he you you both were like dude Calgary and I was like Edmonton dude Edmonton mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then Calgary scores two goals in the first two minutes of that fucking game. Yep. But then Oilers come back to tie it in the second, and then Calgary kind of ran with it. Um, I I know the Flames are gonna win, but I'm really excited. They're so much better. They really are so much better. <laughs> Um, but I think it's still I think it still is gonna be like a six game series. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just like the lack of goaltending though, like god damn, it's insane. It's just it's Honestly insane. my only thought on hockey right now, other than doing player props for the rest of the playoffs, the only thing I care about in hockey until the Stanley Cup is gonna be the Battle of Alberta. I got my eye on New York. Um and, and, yeah, that's and fine. not because not because, like, I believe, like, in them and I think they're going to win. I just think, like, that's, like, an underdog team that, like, I don't have an association with that will be, like, kind of cool to see if they get through, you know? Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't I just, like, don't give a fuck about Tampa Bay and they won last night. No, I don't want them to win. And I don't want them to win anymore. They, they looked better than Florida. They are looking better than Florida and I don't want to see my beloved... Cats. Get I agree. I'm just that. gonna put this out what? there. The Rags are a fucking cop team. There's like no team that embodies copness in the NHL. Mika Zibanejad looks like the dude that you buy acid from outside of the Psych Rock concert. Like I, I know, don't but literally see... every like retired NYPD fucking piece of shit corrupt officer has like season tickets to the Rangers. I'm just telling. Well, you. good thing I don't I'm go just, to the uh, fucking games. I like watching them from my. Just saying. I like watching them team. beneath my dye flag. They probably. With a they probably up snake. I bet that. Um, I bet that they weep while at the stealing anthem. I bet that the, the whole feed. fucking stadium cries during the anthem. Fucking losers! Have you watched uh, We Own the City? What is this? Um, it's by the I think it's by the Wire people. It's by HBO. I don't know. Uh, and it's about I think it's loosely based on in 2017. Maybe there was this like FBI sting on all these corrupt piece of shit cops in Baltimore. Um, and, you know, of course, they're, like, everybody was a corrupt piece of shit cop and they were all super abusive and horrible and stole all of this fucking money. Uh, and, you know, post um, Freddie Gray's murder and everything else. And so it's it's just about uh, police corruption in, in Baltimore from 2017. It's a little bit overwhelming and traumatizing, but it's good. Huh. Okay, yeah. Just speaking of, I'll have of to check that out when I'm a, a 
emotionally ready to be traumatized Ooh, again. Cop. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Give it time, fella. Oh, fuck. Space for uh, what else trauma. you got, Sammy? Uh, well, just because I pulled up NHL to inspire myself because we didn't do any research. We didn't need research. We um, had 36 yeah, whole minutes of we had good vitriol. bullshit. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, hang on. Chris Foucault, do you remember him? Foucault. No, that that's Zach. Oh. This is a guy you, you shouldn't remember him. He played one game with the Wild. Um and was drafted in like 2009 or something. Plays in Germany now is a nothing. Saved a six-year-old girl from the ocean in the Bahamas. Dude, this uni is dusty. What's up with the but, What's up with the wrist pads? I mean, lack of. The lack of wrist what pads. What is yeah, this? It's a little wild. Good for him though. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's God, great. I hope the NHL never looks like that though. Holy shit. Uh, I kind of think I I don't hate it feels like the future. I feel like I'm watching Minority Report, but hockey. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. Yeah, if you listen to this and you want to see this picture of this dude, go to NHL.com. Yeah. Look up Chris Foucault. F-O-U-C-A-U-L-T. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and you'll know. Fucking Germans. It's funny, because you know, they're less capitalist than, than America. Are they? Uh, Look at this uniform. I will debate you. How many fucking I mean, every, ads are on Everybody's this? less One, capitalist two, than three, f- on the gloves even. God, that's. I know, so but Corey, gross. are you really saying that Germany? You know, they've got like public services. They're not. They're not more Five, capitalist six, than America. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve different brands, and I can't even. I think that's three on the helmet. Fifteen. I know, but I don't think that the the level of hockey advertising on on the uniform makes them less. They're more capitalist than, than this shithole we live in. Sure. It's a lot of advertising on a jersey. Um, I, I have a, a hot take to sign off with, unless you have anything else. Um, I do not know. What's the take? What's the take? What's the take? Hot take coming right up. Um, if you you know own, rent, whatever, you got a little yard sign, you got some shit in your window, but you only have one... And it's either a I stand with Ukraine sign, a Ukrainian flag, or that bust of uh, Zelensky or whatever the fuck his name is. You're a racist piece of shit. That's it. Why? Because you don't have anything. It's because you're like, oh my god, war is so horrible and white people are being murdered. Like, you can't put up, you don't, if, if you don't have like a BLM or a everybody's welcome here or a whatever the fuck cliche white liberal sign it means that you saw a blonde person getting bombed and you decided that that was the utmost social issue in the world and you needed to run out and get yourself a fucking sign to uphold it you gotta balance that shit out you can't just care about white people and that's what you're saying if you have a Ukrainian uh, but, sign it's a hot take Sam the media cycle and you know like it's <laughs> Somalia is just Oh, 2011, man. Like, I know, God, I know, that's the damn. issue. But you know what's not? Syria. <laughs> or, or, uh, now we're or, going, or, or Amir Locke. Yeah. You don't even have to go out into the globe. Like, I think it's great to worry about, uh, you know, the many genocides and wars that are taking place that we ignore, most of which are not white people in Ukraine. But I also think it's, like, kind of peak 
uh, nihilistic neoliberalism to be like, I don't care about what's happening in my backyard. I need to think about what's happening across the world. I agree. Because I don't consider black people human. Mm-hmm. Completely you know? agree. Anyways, hot take of the day. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.